0: Chapter 1. There comes a crystalline moment in the lives of most young male virgins when they realize that they are about to get laid and they will clutch that moment to their hearts for the rest of their days. For some, maybe most, the realization comes nearly simultaneously with the moment, with others not so much. For Leighton Burns, Jr. of Red Wing, Minnesota, a recent graduate of Red Wing High School, go wingers, the moment arrived on the night of the Fourth of July. He and Ginger Childs were wrapped in a blanket and propped against a tree of some sort, neither was a botanist, in a park in Stillwater, Minnesota, looking down at the river where the fireworks were going off. Fireworks were not going off in Red Wing because the city council was too cheap to pay for them. In any case, Stillwater did have fireworks. Layton, a jock, had his muscular right arm wrapped around Ginger's back, then under her arm and in past the unbuttoned second button on her blouse, where he was getting, in the approved parlance of the senior class at Red Wing High School, a bare tit. One of those hot, nipple-rolling bear tits. Not only a bear tit, but a semi-public one, which added to the frisson of the moment. While intensely pleasant, this was not entirely a new development. They'd taken petting to a fever pitch, but Leighton was the tiniest bit shy about asking for the big one. Ginger had her hand on Leighton's thigh, where, despite his shyness, his interest was evident, and then, as the final airbursts exploded in red, white, and blue over the hundred boats in the harbor below, Ginger turned and bit him lightly on the earlobe and muttered, Oh, God, if only you had some protection! Until that very moment, One of the few people in Red Wing who wasn't sure that Leighton was going to get laid that summer was Leighton himself. His parents knew, her parents knew, Ginger knew, all of Leighton's friends knew, all of Ginger's friends knew, and Ginger's youngest sister, who was nine, strongly suspected. But Leighton, there in the park, wasn't organized for the moment. He groaned and said, in words made memorable by thousands of impromptu daddies, "'Nothing'll happen.' "'Can't take a chance,' said Ginger, who was no dummy, and for whom, not to put it too bluntly, Leighton was more or less a passing bump in the night. you think by tomorrow night?' "'Well, yeah.' By the next night, Leighton was organized. He'd gotten the green light to borrow his mom's three-year-old Dodge Grand Caravan, which had super-stow-and-go seating in the back, converting instantly into a mobile bedroom. He'd stashed a Target air mattress and a six-pack of cores with a friend— and he'd stolen three—no, make it four—lubricated condoms from a twelve-pack that his father had conveniently left unhidden in the second drawer of his bedroom bureau, for the very purpose of being stolen by his son, his wife being on the pill. Leighton also had the perfect spot discovered a year earlier when he was detasseling corn— The perfect spot had once been a farmyard with a small woodlot on the north side. The farm had failed decades earlier. Most of the land had been sold off, and the house had fallen into ruin and had eventually been burned by the local volunteer fire department in a training exercise. The outbuildings had either been torn down or had simply rotted in place. Still, the home site had not yet been plowed under, though the cornfields were pressing close to the sides of the old yard. A narrow track, once a driveway, led across a culvert into the site, and there were good level places to park. An hour before he was to pick up Ginger, Leighton signed onto his computer and went out to his favorite porn site to review his knowledge of female anatomy— Which also reminded him to put a flashlight in the car in case he wanted to, you know, watch. Leighton had built a sex machine, and it worked flawlessly. He got